0: another episode of Leading Men Podcast today. Today I actually have a very good friend of mine, Miss Caroline Darcy, as I like to call her, just Darcy. Um, I'm going to let her do an intro in a minute, but pretty much we're going to go into a bit of a, I suppose, a, a no holds bars conversation around sex and sexuality from both a men's and women's perspective and we'll try and get to some of the kind of the juicier bits that kind of we don't like to talk about, and me and Darcy are okay with talking about that. <laughs> so <Amen. laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So I'll hand it over to um, my guest, Caroline, if you'd like to introduce yourself, my friend. Thank you
1: very much, friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. thank you for the intro. Um, so uh, what best described me is a sexological, um, or a somatic sexologist, which is a lot of big words which most people kind of go what does that actually mean and you know I'm really honest like there isn't really a kind of a woman's coach or a real strict definition of what I do and it's something that I've always um questioned and I think the easiest way for me to share is just talk about what I do and where it's come from and the the you know, my background, my lineage um, started with something called sexological bodywork, which is the study of, um, or the hands-on study of how bodies work when it comes to anything to do with sexual energy and turn on and how our sexual function works and how we can use different types of touch, different types of breath work, different types of movement to, I mean, the, 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 the base of it was to repair se- sexual dysfunction, and it was like um it's an it's an amazing modality. It's it is like a physiotherapy for your genitals. There's hands on touch. It's beautiful. It's powerful, and it is for me when I started quite intense as well. So what I did is I I took the key. I mean, I looked at what really worked for me in that process, and we was like well me kind of a few years before that wouldn't really be up for someone else rummaging around down there that wasn't like a partner or some sort of play activity so I took all the the juicy parts of it and developed a self-touch practices for women that really helped with things like low libido lack of orgasm all of the kind of like sexual dysfunctions that you know my marketing research at the time told me people needed help with and the women that I spoke to needed help with and then I taught that and I taught it to women on a one-on-one basis and I created an online course and did all the ticks that you're meant to do when you're starting a business and then it it really shocked me to start off with when I actually realized that when we start Styling up our sexual energy and getting really connected to our bodies and having full influence over like orgasms and libidos and how turned on we are this was having like massive ripples in all of my clients lives it was like making significant changes um and transformations from Starting new jobs and careers, and to breaking up relationships, to migrating, and all of these big transitions. And I was like, it freaked me out <laughs> at first. So, over time, over the last five years, my journey really is understanding what sexual energy was and why this activation was having such profound impact on people. And then being able to hold the space for people to go through these journeys as they learn to really activate their sexual energy and then see how that shows up in the real world because there's so many stories and belief systems about what being sexual is like from like a sexual woman a sexual man whether you're horny or dirty or um frigid oh you know we've got all these stories where a good woman a good wife uh um, a hot lover, all of these things, We've got so many stories and belief systems around it that you know, starting to unravel these has not just an impact on your relationships with you know, people you're in bed with, but like as soon as we introduce sexual energy into our lives, it's the most creative life force on this planet. It's like it blows everything up, especially things that aren't in alignment and aren't true. So, it's a, been an incredible journey. I still don't know what I'm here to talk, like what to actually call myself.
0: (laughs) Well, that was a good one. uh, Somatic sexologist, I quite
1: like. Somatic sexologist is, yeah, because it's always bringing, for me, it's always bringing it back to the body and it's always going to involve sexual energy and it's then guiding people on where it takes them. Well,
0: I quite like the name that i have given you in my phone under my contacts as the busing professor. <laughs> i will
1: take that one.
0: <laughs> I think that is a fantastic handle, to be honest. I, with
1: I, th- I actually, yeah, I'll take that one. It's probably, it probably makes more sense than <laughs> a 10-minute <ten> description. <laughs> Which is always an interesting conversation around the dinner table anyway.
0: It is. Yeah. And like, um, and I, I wanted like, from my side, is like, I wanted to have you on one because obviously it's like, um, my friends it's like, I know you well, what you do, and We always have like, um, when we have catch-ups, we have long conversations about all sorts of stuff. And given the nature of kind of like from, from what I do from my side with men is it's, it's one of the, like the, the biggest blockers and biggest issues for men is like the one that holds the most shame, um, the one that gets repressed the most is like it's it's overwhelming and over controlling for for so many men, and if just learn to kind of um, destigmatize male sexuality and learn how to use it properly, and um, and and talking about some of the pieces that that like so many men fucking hide. And uh, that's kind of a bit for me of, like, um, where I've come from. Because I've, I've I've been through that too. And it's like, even, like, at times, it still comes up. Because it's, so, it's such a fucking deep area. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of puns in here. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It may or may not be intended.
0: I just think it's automatic now. But, uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to start with, like, we, me and Darcy had, like, an hour's chat <laughs> before we... Are going to call
1: there. it Farplay? Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and, and Darcy said, like, you said a great question. It was just, I was like, that's a fucking good question. And it, you just said is, like, why do we have sex? And I was like, ooh, that stopped me. I was just like, shit, that's a fucking good question. So, um, yeah, Darcy, why do we have sex?
1: well, just for making babies.
0: (laughs) Only to make babies.
1: And that is it. A species, you know, small things like that. Um, Actually, there's there's, there's definitely something I wanted to add to this, just based on what you'd said there that came through um, as you were talking. And one of the most fascinating, one of the, I mean, everything fascinates me. I'll tell you, it's like the most fascinating thing every time I open my mouth. But one thing that really hit home for me when I, I mean, I predominantly work with women or women and couples, but part of that journey is, you know, shining a bit of a light on why men and women are so different. And one of the things that really landed in with me, um, when you're talking about male, and male, men's experience of sex and shame and all of the, the, the grittiness around that is when we look at the biggest shame triggers in men and women the top triggers for women are about body fat and how fat the size of your body it's like it's it's so deeply ingrained within us that when we you have any conversation like that and you've not really done any work around it 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 just has such a, a visceral response within women's bodies, and it's a big shame trigger. For men, it's sexual performance. So actually understanding and allowing, you know, and offering that reframe for women of like when we're talking about sexual performance, in men and whether they made you come and how they are in bed and all this type of thing, we're actually doing talking to people and talking to men as if. You know, with, with this word we brought up before, this like entitlement of they should understand everything about how our bodies work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like in a in the context of it's going to cause the same amount of visceral response and visceral reaction as if we're talking about how fat your stomach is. And like it's that real understanding. It's it's a it's a big part of um like the masculine identity that we've been brought up in or men have been brought up in so I just wanted to share that as a framing point for women that are like listening to this Of going like when we're talking about shame around sex it's so visceral for men it's run so deep and it is such an important topic to actually have conversations about so why we have sex <laughs> I needed to get that one in it was uh, it come through so I was like yeah that's important why we have sex is like there's so many different reasons and it's an inquiry that has really developed in my like over my career over the last 5 years as, as I've been teaching this but it's recently it's fallen into three levels kind of three loosely defined well three defined levels of the reasons behind it or the the outcomes that we get from sex um and the first one I know for the people are in your world they're used to the term ego so for me the ego is anything that we do to get something to achieve something to um it's that part of our being that's that you know very masculine if we're going into that side of things but that part of us always wants to achieve more and there's never enough so, when we're having sex from an egoic perspective, we're literally just going in to get something, and it's a. It might be an orgasm, it might be validation, it might be um, to keep somebody happy. To, you know, one of the the you know, famous ones within women is that we kind of like we go in and have sex under this guise that we don't want a relationship. Am I actually having sex and having really good sex? Eventually, convince our partners that we're lovable, and then that will let, that will lead into a relationship. Um, Craig's laughing at this
2: one.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. You <working> that. <laughs> yeah. and vice versa. You know, there's there's um, from again, it's very typical male female side of things. But there's that oh, I'll have sex under the guise that I want a relationship but I don't really but I'm not not in a it, we're not in a place where we're comfortable being honest being truthful to ourselves about what we really want in that situation it can be kind of duty orientated oh I need to be having sex to keep my man happy or because it's my wifely duty it might be um to make a baby literally it might be that goal orientated this is what we need to do and there's, there's there's lots of reasons behind it and possibilities, but the way you can really identify it is that you have this kind of goal towards it. And you get this high, this kind of high feeling of yes, that's good, I've achieved it, but then there's a crash afterwards. And it's very much that that dopamine high. I've got something I've wanted, and then and it's gone away, and there's a crash to it, and then there's a crave. So I always think of that high, low, crave, like, and as soon as we get into a cycle where we're craving something, um, that's when our kind of boundaries and our true desires and what we actually really want and what we're willing to express, all that sort of stuff starts going out the window. And we end up in these situationships, relationships where you know, if we are having sex, it's it's always got this crash feeling afterwards. You always feel kind of less than or lower afterwards. So that's kind of top level, which, you know, most of us spend most of our lives in, most of the time. The next sort of level that I look at is um, kind of good sex, transitional sex, transactional sex even, where it's like, you get mine, I get yours, job done, box ticked. You yeah, know, you get your orgasm, you know, that, that whole like, oh, I, 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 you know, woman, woman comes first, then I come. <laughs> you know, it's very polite. It feels it, very British. Nice. A, a lady's first. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's got a level of fulfillment to it. But how I look at that is, how do you feel afterwards? Is like so you, you don't have the same high and low as the egoic, but you do have this kind of neutrality. It doesn't feed you. It doesn't, there's no, um, it doesn't spark this feeling of, oh yeah, I I can't wait to have more of that. Different from craving, but it's just like, it's quite a mutual perspective afterwards. And then the third layer, which quite, you know, luckily we've been calling like extraordinary sex when I go out and talk about it. But it's this, level and you know I use the phrase how you do sex, is how you do life all the time. And it's very similar to, you know, you can see it in relationship patterns as well, is that when you have an interaction that creates something so nourishing, so much more than the physicality of, you know, this goes in there, this, you know, this feels good, that feels great, you know, orgasm, 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 orgasm. And there's there's this level of connection this energy that is created that then is nourishing and feels nourishing and feeds you after the fact it kind of leaves you with this delicious kind of high and level of connection that is just beautiful and there isn't the drop you experience with the like instant high and instant low so yeah they're the 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 definitions and the conversations i'm having now of like do you know what there isn't a right and wrong with this it is just like okay there's there's different types of food on the planet there's there's fast food which can be really enjoyable at the time you can really scratch an itch at the time Mm -hmm. but if you live off that for your entire life it's probably not going to be the most nourishing and sustainable you know it's it's the 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 give that's the ego. The the give sex is that yeah you're gonna have a nutritious kind of meal but it might be quite boring. And then the 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 layer underneath that is that like really exciting, nourishing food that feels really good to eat and is a pleasure to create and you, it becomes almost like a I mean you know this from your chef side of things, it's like <laughs> it becomes a almost like a creative venture you know without sounding too twatty it's like an art form of like there's a there's a preparation there's a enjoyment that is so much more than what is actually just going on within that experience so yeah I think that's where (laughs) the main things are but you know there's so many conversations based around that of like going okay well is are you happy with what you're getting right now Are you in an addictive cycle where you're getting this high, low, high, low, which your, you know, your nervous system might absolutely fucking love because it's like a, you know, it's that instant, that, 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 you know, the, the word is addiction of like where we're getting such a high sensation in our body and then a drop and the drop is actually a high sensation as well. So we can get caught up in these patterns and at some point that might have that addictive pattern where it's actually then becoming destructive you know for me it was that point where this isn't feeling good anymore this is actually interrupting my life this is turning into an obsession in my head this is actually not nourishing me this is taking from me Yeah. and then you know whether you know just just taking the moment now you know to everyone that's listening going okay well where am I right now I'm going to say the word, no judgment, no shame, but that <laughs> almost never happens. There's normally something that kind of goes, no, and you go, okay, cool. Is that, is that working for me now? Is this what I want? And if you want something different, that's when, you know, for me, it's like the the journey that I work with and it really ties into the work that you do is like that, you know, how do we bring ourselves into a place where we're doing things in in life and especially in the bedroom, that really nourish feeders.
0: feed us. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, I think that's the thing as well. Is like the the knowing knowing what place you're at because so many people are at so many different places, and I think this is where a lot of the judgment comes from. Um, I mean, like from from my side, and maybe this will resonate with men. Is just like I I was a I was a I was a naughty sailor for like since I was 16 to 30 and I cheated in every relationship I was in like multiple times and uh and my a lot of my sex was drunk kind of one-nighters it was um it was in secrecy because it was you know behind the backs of relationships it's like where I thought you had to go to get the the good dirty sex and to fulfill all your naughty desires and all around the world and and kind of I was probably pretty much a stereotypical sailor not all sailors are like that by the way <laughs>
1: Just, 97.4% I no, think it's not necessarily, no, okay.
0: no. but it's like um, but for me that was that was the case and it was it was easy for me as well it was like there was literally no effort in to, to get sex it was like it was it was not a problem it was like that was a goal go out and get drunk get laid doesn't matter if I'm in a relationship or not and the thing is like, I, I enjoyed that even though it was like kind of it would be seen as as wrong or, or bad it, it was it, coming coming on the the back end of that obviously it was against my kind of morals and values which is why uh i had a kind of a journey of shame through this as well because when i left that environment it was like um and stopped doing all that it was like then all the shame came up because i'm not in the cycle So once I broke the cycle, it's actually then it's like all the kind of feelings, repressed feelings come up. It's like where I felt shame, uh, guilt. I was a bad person because shame is basically I'm a bad person. I'm a piece of shit, basically, which will block every single fucking area of your life uh,
1: because I don't
0: deserve this. I'm not a good person. And you'll fucking sabotage every area of your life. But it was also in relationships where it's like I could, if there's shame there that you're not dealing with and guilt that you're not dealing with, around this is you cannot actually connect properly and have the intimacy and sex that is available and being so much in your being so much in my head about it and that was that was a long process to break it was like it's not because we try we men try to use logic for things like feelings and emotions and it just doesn't (laughs) fucking work um it's it's why men a lot of the time I think stay stuck feeling stuck because it's like you, you just can't and but even when I like went through that and I was like I was okay with that I doubt with my kind of shame around this and and all of that going back to having sex again when I was not in a relationship and just kind of like experimenting playing around I found that more came up still because I was still so used to like it was like new it was like a new ground because it was like it's I'll be honest for a change Mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually the place like a certain point the place I was in was like you know what it's like I'm um, I'm single uh, I actually don't want a relationship that wasn't just a thing to say like being avoidant or non-committal that often men get labelled with it's like I actually don't um, I'm taking time out I'm enjoying myself and I'm enjoying myself in a place of actually just being honest with women and saying um yeah I'm I'm, I'm kind of like I'm, I'm I'm up for open for like for, for play and something casual but it's like it's uh but but nothing beyond that Mm. And obviously, you get some that are like, oh fucking man, is like just one thing, and this is like a lot of that. And then there's a lot of like, oh cool, yeah, me too, that's okay. And I'm like, oh, uh, excellent, both on the same page, just straightforward and honest. You like, you know exactly mm. where you both are, and that was like really refreshing. It was like, oh, this is like this is new, this is kind of a refreshing way. It's almost like a new way of having sex, which in your thirties is fucking weird to say. Um, but I, I, but I found it was actually like I could do all of those things that I'd shamed in, in secret, and could just do them out in the open and ask for them, in 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 these situations, and like this is what I like, and what do you like, and actually go into this and kind of play, play right. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be playful too, mm-hmm. and 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 then it just felt it was actually it was like where seeing that women actually appreciate more of the honesty, not all the time, because you'll get some uh, like that they're not in that place and they're mm-hmm. like giving you you shit for it but that's the thing is, like as a man it's just being co- okay with that and comfortable with that and just being like look like don't take it on board don't take it personally not in the same place cool move on mm-hmm. and it's almost like that in a way f- what I felt was almost like a, a healing process um sexually in like in male sexuality where a lot of the things we get have to repress or do in secrecy or or even like desires and fantasies that is like you have that you might go and cheat on or you watch porn to get them met because you know porn is never going to judge you for what you're into you know which is a huge one so it's like it's but you can actually there's a fear of bringing that into a relationship and saying, you know what, it's like, I like this, or I'd like to try this, or I'd like to do this to me, or I'd like to do this to you. And so many men are oppressed in that because it's like, you you figure that's bad or that's shameful. There's a place mm-hmm. it comes from. And like, you don't have, it's like, you don't have the courage to ask for that or express that, because it's one of those very difficult conversations that make you feel vulnerable and icky, because you feel like you're going to be judged, you're going to be shamed again, you're going to get laughed at, she'll leave you or call you a pervert or a sicko or go and tell the fucking friends.
1: <laughs> I mean, all of the above. <laughs> no, I so, said, right. Thank you for all that. <laughs> there's so many, like, there's so many kind of stages and layers that, you know, you've, you've summarized, you know, a journey that's taken years and yeah. a hell of a lot of self-awareness. And what I'd like to do is just start unpacking things and, do my best to apply a little bit of logic to each of these stages.
2: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a three-step process. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Just I can't do this. Do it. <laughs> do you, a B C D win orgasm. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not how we work, unfortunately. So, where I wanted to start off is that 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 sailor archetype of uh and, and not even the said archetype but that the, there's a very much a archetype the archetypes that we live in of it's a reflection of the perception of the good girl good wife what it is and what it means to be in a relationship and what it means to be with someone who's you know for fun and not someone that you're going to take home and meet your mom there is this this split it's called the virgin um madonna virgin um oh, what do i call it the virgin how <laughs> kind of split that is right through our entire culture right now so we have we've all been brought up on the back of thousands of years of um sort of religion and conditioning that says female sexuality is dangerous so it's something that we've got to put into a box and to be a good woman or a good wife you don't have the same you know when you think of a wife or a mother just the instant kind of visions that come up you don't see it doesn't have the space for this fully expressed like horny as fuck dirty um intense experiences that you know turn us on at the end of the day that men and women do really enjoy
2: yeah.
1: so it's really common to see you know especially when you know the the, the you know this situations with younger men and a lot of men and a lot of women as well this doesn't just go one way
2: mm-hmm.
1: of when I'm in that loving situation that isn't the space or the the for the the really naughty fun stuff and we have this split and it isn't just a kind of a, an individual thing. It, as I say, it's thousands of years of conditioning. So we, we get to be okay with that, that existing with us right now, because, you know, the first level of moving through something is just accepting that that's there. And, we're, and it's always worth exploring what that actually looks like to you. So for women that I work with, I'm like, and it's a really good question for men is, when you know, when I say, uh, um, imagine a really sexual woman just walk through the door. What's that perception? You know, is it your Pamela Anderson porn star up for anything kind of fun girl, or is it your current partner? Or you know, it's, it's you don't have to share this, but it's like that thing of like, well, these are your stories and your, ha- well not hand ups, but the the things that are driving your subconscious around your sexual behaviour.
2: Yeah.
1: So then. That's why we see a lot of it, or one of the many reasons we see a lot, a lot of it, of this, oh, you can't, and you see you can't do, you wouldn't take her home. You used to laugh about it, you saw it on Love Island. Oh, you know, she's great, she's hot, she's really hot. I'd love to get to play with her, but I wouldn't take her home to my mum. Yeah. It's that kind of narrative that is still existing, and we we get to accept that to move through it. The next part is the, the, I want to explore that kind of addiction that was happening when you were away. So there's these highs of these intense experiences. And when there's that level of secrecy or naughtiness, like most of us have got like a little kink switch. Yeah. Doesn't mean you want to be beaten up by a dominatrix. It might mean you want to be beaten up by a chicks, all fine and good. But for me, when we think about, like, when I think about kink, it's just like taboo just something that's a bit naughty a bit outside of what is commonly accepted as normal like so and it's all different for different people you know it's it might be interacting with other people it might be doing really naughty you can't see me doing air quotes but air quotes naughty things it's it's a part of our makeup part of our sexual makeup for a lot of us that just really does just turn us on and then when you have done something with and it was a really intense sexual experience and it was really hot on a neurological level that's going to lay down a really deep neurological pathway you know to connect um so when I talk about neurological pathways it's the connection of nerve endings that happens in our brains every time we do something the more we do something if we want to form a pattern or a behavior we do there's two ways of forming a new pattern or behavior it's either repetition of doing the same thing over and over and over again or it's something with an intense emotion to it so we know that from trauma so you know that if you've been in a car crash or you've experienced you've got ptsd from something it's an intense experience like creates a really deep ingrain in our brains so then when we look at but the, another way of doing that is really positive emotion as well and sexual energy is one of those things that i like turn on and pleasure that does lay in some deep neurological pathways so this is where I add a cocktail of chemicals like biochemistry to that as well like you know dopamine uh, and nephrine, all of these different Things, um, oxytocin, we 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 get, our, and, and just that straight up deep level wiring that we like sex. You know, our bodies are wired to like sex because we want to, the, as a species, we want to survive. So when we have these intense experiences, we're getting that really nice high. We're getting a good hit of all these feel good things, and then when we've had a really intense experience, and as I mentioned before, from an egoic go side of things, probably a drop afterwards mm-hmm. when we have the dopamine drop it's like that um craving that starts and then we've had this like deeply wired pathway in our brains it's like oh my god that was really hot when we did that in that way last time I want to do that again and it might be with the same person or it might be in a similar scenario so if you're like literally in a different pot every night getting all, <laughs> <laughs> it will be there would have been this, this pathway that was laid down of like, if I go out and drink and I speak to a certain type of woman who behaves in a certain type of way, I'm going to get laid. It's going to be naughty. I'm going to get all these hits of feeling good. And I know that works. Yeah. And then you get a drop, which will normally happen between ports, maybe. And then as soon as that's available again, you go and get another hit. So it's it's just, you know, morally... And it's not in line with your values. It's not how you choose to operate in the world. But it's also key to start moving past the shame is actually understanding how it's happened. And just being like... "Oh, So moving on to shame, That's a a huge, huge topic. But it's that thing of going, oh, right, okay. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm a bad person. It means I did a bad thing. And okay, I can understand with my body's being wired the way it is, why that was so addictive or how I wanted more and more of that. And it, it gave me that intensity and that, you know, one of the things that we, we chase good, we think we chase good experiences. We think we chase pleasure and things that feel good, but actually the part of our brain that distinguishes between pleasure and pain is kind of the same place all tied into like the dopamine circuits and things but really what our bodies enjoy is high sensation it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a pleasurable sensation it might be rage it might be um i you know for, for example that just dropped into my head it's like tickling someone <laughs> you know it's like i hate it <laughs> my partner tickles me i fucking hate it <laughs> yeah but he enjoys doing it because in like there's this high sensation like play between us that's like yeah that activates us in a way that isn't necessarily pleasurable but our bodies want more of that same sensation so bringing that into shame <laughs> so the first level is just like I mean this is the stuff I, I wish people got taught this is like the 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 level of um, sex education that I go in at. And I feel that if we had this level of sex education and understanding how our bodies work, not just sex, but understanding how we're wired neurologically, how we're wired from a sensation perspective, how we're wired from a patterning perspective, all of this stuff wouldn't be perceived as being, there's something wrong with me.
2: Yes.
1: Um, This is where we start to be able to look at shame and really, again, apply as much logic as I can and understanding around what shame really is so then we can start moving through it because there's two things. First of all, differentiating between um, shame and guilt. Shame, I'm a bad person guilt I did a bad thing very very different things guilt there's a level of responsibility there there's a level of oh I've I've chosen however subconsciously to go and do that and therefore I can choose to do something different shame I'm a bad person that's just who I am I can't do anything to change it so you can see the difference with someone that's um, in a cycle of cheating or you know, doing something that's outside of their value system. So then again, looking at what shame is on a kind of a deeper level, a more spiritual level as well, is going, shame is actually this egoic cloaking device. It's actually, it's actually a soothing device that we have that our ego uses to, to prevent us seeing what's really true underneath again shame instantaneous high sensation in our bodies that we don't like and we will do that as much as we can possibly do to avoid feeling it again on a logical level yeah. but but also because it's a high sensation our bodies like it <laughs> and we'll get addicted to that sensation as well and we'll chase that sensation as well so when we look at it as a from a development or a spiritual perspective, it's this this kind of this cloaking, this fogging that happens that goes, it's your ego going, I'm a bad person, you're a bad person, you're a bad person, you're a bad person. And it's just it's it's like almost overwhelming. and we are normal reaction because we're not used to having to deal with or you know we're not taught how to deal with high sensations in our bodies to numb and distract from it so that might mean drinking that might be working it might mean um Netflix it might be going on having sex with people it might be all of these different things we've all got our our own kind of menu of things that we we numb with as well and distract ourselves but when we see it as this this kind of really interesting function of our psyche that comes in and goes from an egoic perspective that the ego is there to help us survive on the, you know, in this, in this planet, on this 3d realm, it's like it's the part of us that allows us to actually to, to survive and to interact in this way, but it has a very short sighted view on the world of no matter what we've done so far has worked and it's kept us alive so let's just do the same whereas and then the ego goes if there's another uh, option of doing something different we don't necessarily know we're going to survive we haven't had the evidence that we've lived through this even though logically it might be something really good we haven't had that evidence of oh I've actually lived through this so the, the ego will swoop in and the body will swoop in and go, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to actually see what's underneath this shame because it might mean something in my life changes. Yeah. Which is a whole terror <laughs> that comes up. Absolutely. And it is. It literally feels like you're going to die. <laughs> because you're, and, like, you know, I, I'm a drama queen in recovery. is <laughs> the best way for me to describe myself at the moment. But it's that... Understanding that, oh, you know, it's it's an embodied feeling of if I haven't lived through that, I don't know I'm going to survive. So we might die. It's that simple. So that's why it is. It feels like terrifying to us. So we have this shame that comes in and stops us looking at the things that might have made me. you can't you can't see the actions to this. But this, this, <laughs> the,
2: this
1: is. <laughs> um so the shame comes in and stops us looking at the things that might mean we change it's a protection device so we don't do something different that our bodies don't know that we might survive so the practice of that is learning to sit and understand it's a sensation in your body learning to get comfortable with the discomfort of it you know these are all things we hear all the time but this is giving you the kind of background of why
0: that's an understatement isn't it that's the the, the logic (laughs) understatement of when you actually Do allow yourselves to start to feel that. Like you said, it feels like you're going to die. But then afterwards, you actually get to the point where you end up looking back and laughing at it. Just being oh my God, that was inside me and I held that in for fucking years.
1: And if you think about it again from an energetic perspective, the energy it takes Mm. to hold that is massive. The energy expense to literally grip onto this this mistruth this this understanding this emotion this sensation in our bodies is long story short the root of disease not actually allowing these emotions and these feelings to run through us you know man woman whatever body type you um live in it's these are the things that lock us away they disconnect us they mean that we are closed off from our hearts from our relationships from all of these from sensation often from you know it it creates this disconnect this numbness which you know i I always use that phrase you can't selectively numb like you go to the dentist you get a what's the word anesthetic in your mouth
0: yeah
1: like you're not just numb out to the pain. You numb out to any sort of nice feelings or tastes or anything like that. So,
0: for example,
1: joy, yes, love, yeah. <laughs> feeling good <laughs> enough, <laughs> all of these things. So, you know, it, you know, we've gone in deep at this one, but it's that real understanding that it it pushes down this shame, pushes down the. Uh, the, the the uncomfortable emotions that allow us to look at what we're doing and go ah oh, shit that's not good feel the grief around it of oh i've shown up as a person that uh, yeah, yeah. I, I might have caused some pain for yeah. the people
0: but that's the responsibility piece isn't it is it, just with that is like that's th- these are such important points which i find because i work a lot of emotion and feeling with men because it's an area i think is so misunderstood because like you said it's the root of disease it causes so much it's like that dis disease that's that hyphenated
2: mm-hmm. disease
0: in the body that it's like is you can tell i can tell this in a man's face it's just like the dull dark eyes even like the kind of the the how they hold their body um energetically it's just like their posture um how they take care of their body um how they how they speak it's like I always say it's like you have all the potential energy you will ever fucking need in your body already but it's wrapped up in these suppressed emotions unfelt emotions from you know obviously as way back as, as as childhood right and it's it's like the shame piece or that forms part of that kind of shadow, which is basically all parts of you that are kind of unseen or out of sight, it's that you've put there. That's the shit to go into and bring out, but it's also probably some of the most potent work that you will do, but behind it, like you say, is like that kind of more love, more joy, like all these really good feelings and emotions behind that that you're not having full access to because you're not actually penetrating through that and, and shame is like the densest it's like at the bottom of the energy scale it's like the densest mm. heaviest um and it takes the most like you say it takes more energy on top of that to keep that inside mm. rather than actually dealing with it and shame mm-hmm. needs a witness there's always that expression like shame needs a witness to be dissolved mm. um yeah. and, and it's like we're f- so afraid of it being judged like because it feels like you're going to die it's like no way i'd rather die which was mm-hmm. is so fucking weird, but it's not logic. And it, it's, sad. it's like, so when it's like, you do release this, you, you literally see people like physically, like their 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 physical appearance actually changes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They, it, I always call it the anti-aging um, <laughs> process because it's like literally when you release emotions and you work with emotions is you literally do look younger. And yeah. you behave differently because you actually love and respect yourself so much more that you will actually start taking care, better care of yourself because yeah. you're not going. Basically, I'm a piece of shit.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, drink, food, whatever that is to push that sensation down sure, again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it is, it is. It's that. It's it's an incredible, you know, it's a huge been a huge part of my journey myself of actually, you know, and we like. About it at the moment, I'm in an incredible death cycle. It sounds dramatic, but it's like it is literally going in and excavating these pockets of you know calcified grief and sensations. And there's always this this you know for me the pattern I see mostly is like anxiety, and then it gets to kind of rage. And mm. anger and then underneath that that's the grief yeah yes. but so often we get stuck in anxiety yeah and we just like oh i'm just an anxious person or i'm stressed yeah. out or i'm this and there. And it's like no you've got this this you know my teacher um calls it this energy to do something to move so you know spiritually anxiety is energy it's, a, it's available energy to you And it gives you that ability to actually start expressing the anger and the fear and the um, disgust or whatever is like that layer above and allows you to reach that pure grief because on the other side of grief is love. Yeah. It gives you that space to experience not necessarily love in the, many coded versions that are out there that have got attachments and all of this but this straight connection to source energy who you really are this in this incredible power source that is constantly available to us all and is our natural operating system of how we're meant to feel all the time you know we're meant to be in this 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 place of accessing this pure having access to this never ending supply of creative energy that is constantly accessed by taking away layers of these this grief that yes. is underneath the shame so it's a you know for me it's a it's the the feminine cycle of never ending energy supply
0: yeah. there's
1: no place of burnout when you are constantly taking away a layer of grief and accessing a new place of like energy and it's this constant cycle that always fulfills us always energizes us and again so much of my journey now is realizing that our innate from a feminine perspective our innate power is in the feeling of the grief is in that downward it's this downward cycle push that we have which then pushes us back up that isn't extractive that isn't pulling from or taking from this like you know this limited resource it's a never-ending cycle
0: yeah it's it's like the with like from from men because obviously anger for men is like one of one of two ways for men it's either like it's the go-to accepted one emotion that men have apparently mm-hmm. um, because we're not human and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's where which is basically a shield Is like the the anger is basically a shield Generally for sadness, Mm. and obviously behind the sadness is 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 grief, Mm. and it's just like you 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 understanding that it's like it's just to go. It's like why you're angry because you're protecting yourself. It's a shield, Mm. and it's why you're wired to protect yourself. That's the point. It's like you're wired to protect yourself, so you kind of got to go almost going against yourself to to allow yourself to go into that process of actually into this feel the sadness and and grieve. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: for that as well. But it's also the other the other end of that, the other, and this is generally you will see get this in like nice guys is air quotes, nice guys <laughs> yeah. is the, I <laughs> Can know,
1: have the a vomit emoji <laughs> with that one. <laughs> I've been next to
0: that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's it's the it's the I don't get angry. I don't have anger and for me that's scarier because it's like at least and I'm not saying it's better or, or worse in, in a way, but it's like at least the expressed anger is like, there's still, there's a relationship there with that that I find you can work with maybe a little bit more easier, but like mm. the, re, the repressed anger, I don't get angry. You're not even aware that you have that. And that is, you're like a ticking time bomb. You're like, you're the guy that'll end up going into like, um, it's a bit off taste, but like you're, you're the guy that'll end up going into a school and you, you with your with your rifle you know it's like it's that it's like you're 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 ready to blow you don't even realize and you're not safe Mm -hmm. not safe you're you're dangerous and it's like to say Mm -hmm. i'm i'm different from other men i don't have anger and it's bullshit and it's like it's like such a dangerous thing to say as a man that is i don't have that you do Mm. you just repressed it and you're very very good at hiding it and it's going to leak out one way or another And it's not pretty when you do that. And I think that's the piece of anger for 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 men is like it doesn't always have to be outwardly expressed. It's actually is like the repressed one you want to look at because Mm -hmm. it's like it's the it's almost like you're and you can be over. I tend to see that as overly passive as well. The overly Mm -hmm. passive guy, lack of boundaries, uh, doesn't say no that much, and it's just like it's it's the. It's that repressed anger Is just waiting To fucking pop
1: out I mean Anger is You know I think One of the things That I, Like Because I I mean I'm obviously Not a man But I Used to say Oh I don't get angry And it, that was just Bullshit as well like, It was yeah. that And I i I'd always attract Really angry men into my life Weirdly
2: <laughs> Funny that Darcy
1: <laughs> No lessons in there whatsoever But actually What What helped me on this journey was understanding that there's 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 kind of there's different types of anger and i'm not an anger specialist but my understanding of it was there's this clean anger which is that protective that thing that steps in when a boundary has been crossed
2: uh-huh.
1: now it's, it's it's really important it's, it's kind of beautiful to experience if you if you can hold sensation in your body mm. which is again one of the big things that we keep coming back to is that we don't have an ability to hold any sensation in our bodies like it's like we have such low capacity nervous systems we just you know spill over and react as soon as there's something that feels away in our body clean anger is just this this really say clean expression of a boundary being crossed and underneath that there will still be a level of i'm hurt there's a level of grief under that that you can still touch what most people don't understand with the definition of it is then that we have the other type of anger, which is then used to attack and punish. Sure. Like you have hurt me, so I'm hurting yeah. you. Hurt people, hurt
2: people,
1: and hurt people, hurt people. It's part of the drama triangle, the victim victim consciousness triangle of like understanding that you, we we live in a place where you're either the victim, the rescuer, or the persecutor, and if for, for a lot of people we see anger as the being this like persecuted bad guy and it's only used to get power over people yeah. and there's a big difference and understanding the two being able to separate them allows people to then you know from for me to start moving through that that real truth anger that human emotion that allows us then to access really what's underneath yeah
0: yeah it's um And I I find these things as well as I like to look at these. And again, this is like one of my favorite areas with men is like that dark masculine piece, because that's all like all the things like shame, anger, aggression, um, rage, all these pieces where it's like, men can have a like a really like a fear of actually letting these out because they're so intense and they're so overwhelming. And it's like, they are hard, they take a lot of practice to be able to control and manage. And it's a little bit at a time. It's not all or nothing, like mm. us men go into a lot. It's like it's you 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 peel off a bit, you let some out, you learn to contain that, you learn to express that, you you go into the grief if it's something like anger and this. But it's it's also as well that they're very useful. Like mm. it's like anger and aggression and things like this are very useful. And this is something maybe in more of a masculinity piece. It's just like where people say they're bad, but yeah, when something's kicking off, or you're in a situation where there's danger. It's just mm. like, what you're gonna really is like, as a woman as well, is like, what are you gonna look for? You're gonna look for a fucking man to fucking protect you. Not go, I don't get angry. I can't. <laughs> anger or aggression is like, no, you'd be like, fucking, fucking help me um, protect us. It's like, that's part of it. And these are very potent emotions you can use in there, but it's not that you, you get angry and uncontrolled anger and aggression. You just go, rah it actually means if you have a good relationship with those and you can access those as a man and without shame and you've learned to manage them and channel them and use them, is you'll actually probably be extremely calm. Yeah. Because yeah. you have almost... I don't want to use the word control, but it's like you've—it's like you've tamed the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've
1: it's, mastered the energy.
0: It's, yeah, it's exactly. the, this is the monster part of of like masculine masculinity, but it's actually is like you—you yeah. you learned to to build a relationship with that part of yourself yeah. and allow that to come out and channel in places. Is like, um, like like an easy one is like is is going like in in workouts like go for, for men like fucking lifting heavy shit. This is like. It's almost exercising your testosterone as well. You have a lot mm. of intense, potent fucking energy in those emotions, but it's just like, don't repress them because you think you're being a good man. Oh, I'm being a good man. It's like, I don't express these. I'm a good... No, you're fucking not. You're repressing something that is so innate in you, but it's so useful, mm. and it'll actually, in part, is connects you to your masculinity and is attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: Darth's eyes just <laughs> <moved there>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's um, I don't know, I can't remember where, I read it or heard it, but it is like um, to back you up on this, there's a this the phrase of there's nothing more attractive and um, as much as a, a turn on as a man who knows how to fight, but knows when to choose not to. Yeah,
0: and you probably exactly. yeah, go on finish
1: yeah and it's that level of as you say it's um it's when you meet people that are in that like <laughs> complete mastery of whether it's you know martial arts whether it's you know military background whether it's it's these these people that I think I heard um, Aubrey Marcus talk about it actually when you saying it's like the difference between the 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 volatile new kind of UFC fighter who's looking to prove something, yeah, 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 yeah. and then the guy who knows he can take everyone out in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 It's that, it's that level of cool, calm confidence in places like that. But it's super hot. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, there's that. Like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't have anger to anyone. I, I don't get angry to anyone is such a massive red flag. I,
0: I was about to say, I'm, I'm
1: waiting yeah. <laughs> <I was> on <gonna laughs> <take that> again. <laughs> this one is like, yes, you do. Mm. Where is it going? At, at best, it's going to manifest as a disease and yeah. it's going to make you extremely anxious and ill over time. At worst, it's going to come out at the most mm. inappropriate time when there's that much pressure. It's yeah. that the straw that broke the panel's back moment, yeah. and the level of shame around that mm. is like is difficult to get through. You know that that's a, that that level of downward spiral is so intense, and especially from the masculine perspective, is such a seen as such a failure that it's just yeah. it's it's life destroying. Yeah. So really bringing it back up to that point of going. You know, we're here on this planet, that means yeah. you are human. Most of us, jury's still out on a few things, but that's another conversation. <laughs> but it's not that, I think, you know, you're a human being, we have the animal part of who we are. Sure.
2: Absolutely. And
1: playing with that and being, you know, that, that's the, like the fight, fuck, play element of life, of that real level of going. These are the things that I really like that allow life to be really fun and enjoyable when we're at peace with that part of our animal nature. Yes. And then when we have that solid base on the animal nature, bringing everything else—the the, the mindset work, if that's if that's how you call it—or the you know the the more spiritual side of things, the personal development, the achievements—all of that comes from this really firm base. So yeah, it's hugely important
0: there's a couple more points on that that's really this is really good shit it's like um like for me like when I left the military I toned that part down in me, which is like really it's it's very very okay in the military to have that out but I found coming out is like and I think a lot of vets might actually feel the same it's like where it's you repress that really potent part of yourself where we're just extremely direct it's a testosterone-fueled environment it's just like the way that you speak to each other, and I was a chef as well, so that's like double, like sailor <laughs> and chef is like fucking double, like intensity. In <laughs> so your
1: to soul has picked a good in there,
0: isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I dimmed that intensity down because it was like, it's like other people were feeling comfortable they're like, oh, that's too much. And I became depressed and fucking miserable and it's like, I, I, like it didn't fuck up my life, I did that mm. because it's like, I decided to not be fucking who I was. And I own all of these parts, so it's like bringing that back out, and it's owning that intensity and, and loving that because it's like, oh, because I've done the fucking work and still do. It's not complete. Mm. <laughs> it's it's on all of these, and it's like I fucking love myself for it, and I respect myself for doing that. And it's when you get to that, it's just like that you you feel so comfortable in yourself that it's like you actually you don't you're not even saying oh fuck everyone else. I don't care what people think because you don't need to because you just like it doesn't bother you. You're not even something mm-hmm. you're really thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um because you're just enjoying who you are and like what you're doing, what you're creating, how you're living. But there's another piece on that anger thing for from, from from my side that I see with women or even in relationship is when you're comfortable with emotions as a man, that will open you your partner up even more as well. Because mm-hmm. it, it's like it's um and like say like Hannah, my partner, she's a like half Spanish, half English. So she's half Latina. And they're very mm-hmm. like emotional and quite intense, but I i like that because it's like I'm I'm also in can be intense. So it's like when she brings uh, her anger in, it's just like it doesn't really bother me.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like it
0: literally just it doesn't bother me. Where it's like because she, and if she, I think she feels better because she's like oh I'm allowed to be this part and it. this house. It's like yeah, because it's like it's not I'm not taking it personally, and it's yeah. it's like I don't feel uncomfortable or like in, in in conflict or even like if you like um being in your emotional wave. It's like, yeah. it's like it's it's it doesn't bother Sometimes I'll sit there smiling. <laughs> it's, it's a that thing. It might
1: go down
0: well. <laughs> but not when it's it's not actually about me, right? So it's like it's uh, when it's like <laughs> kind of like smiling because I enjoy that, because I know it's like mm-hmm. I know what that's like to to not let that out. So you're letting mm-hmm. it out. I see that as a good thing. It's like, if you're letting it out, it's like, let it out because obviously it needs to come out. Yeah. You're not but... hurting anyone. It's just like, you can you can do that and let it out. And it's like, good, because after that, you're cleared out. It's just like, you're lighter, your nervous system's more relaxed. Is is like, you're kind of, again, there might be even like, say something behind that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not always, mm-hmm. there might be something behind that in a sense of, of some grief and sadness, maybe. But sometimes it's just letting that, um, letting that, that anger come out because it has mm. it has to come out but it's just like if you're not used to that where does it go? It just stays in
2: yeah. and it just builds
0: yeah. and it builds out in resentment and it's going to leak out somewhere um, so I think for guys it's just like the more and this is why I say to a lot of guys especially on the relationship it's the more you focus on you and do your work mm. in a sense of your 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 men's work I, I say men's work and your inner work because it's there is the human part that's generally the same, but then it's also men and women are not the same. <laughs> so it, it does look different as well. It's like the more that you do that and you get comfortable with your own emotional pieces, the more you'll be like that of a woman. And I hear that a lot from women too, it's just like they get pissed off with men kind of retracting or closing off or hiding away mm-hmm. when they have an emotion and it's just um, it's like for fuck's sake it's like stop me it's like I feel bad for like having emotions or being angry it's just like if you can if you can just um there's a difference of being standing there and like taking emotional abuse or dumping as opposed Mm -hmm. to like just being there to kind of hold um your partner when she's kind of like riding an emotional wave
1: yeah. So there's there's so again okay, so many layers in one of your
0: this was payments. this was supposed <laughs> to be about sex It's like <laughs> was,
1: okay I can bring this one back to sex.
0: Can I, can I okay.
1: Of course I yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, oh all, good, important, is it's all important, isn't it? It's all important. It's all important because it all
0: has to do with connection and intimacy it, as well.
1: This this is the, the the I mean the the layers that I want to look at in this one is one that acceptance and understanding of your own emotions. So anger if and and you know the the reflection I want to give for that is like we we are brought up in such a victimized society and especially as for a lot of women is that we feel like if we've had experiences of when we've grown up we've not had experiences of you know solid strong reliable Good people in our lives, particularly from a male perspective, is we we have this narrative that men are bad, men are dangerous, men are something to be scared of.
2: Mm.
1: And so when, and, and this is this is absolutely been part of my journey on this of like this is the, the, the women's work as well is like that when we see someone that is in that clean expression of anger. it triggers such a sensation that it means that they're actually trying to dominate. They're trying to do this and it's interpreted like that. And that's, that's the journey for women to take on. So that's the women's work or the internal work for ourselves and how that can be supported is one getting really clear on what, um, you know, when you're going into a rage for something you know, is it that clear expression of anger, or are you trying to punish somebody else or punish yourself? Has it got that I'm a fucking idiot behind it, you know, <laughs> that level, or they're a fucking idiot? How dare they? Kind of that that vote it's a very different perspective, and that that only comes with that fluency and that comfort of actually expressing and touching the, um, the emotions within your own body. Now, from a how to support all women or all partners in this is that the the more comfortable you get with your own emotions, the more you can stay steady through theirs. Now, when it comes to women and dealing with the feminine, it is a. You have to watch me. I might sneeze in a minute. <laughs> um, I'm going to use a, a figure here, but I don't. We don't know how accurate this is. But we generally feel emotions and sensations in our body four, five, ten times more intensely than men. Yeah. We have the capacity for emotion and sensation that is so vast and so wide compared to a male body from an energetics, from a spiritual perspective as well. So on a... Moment by moment basis, we have these huge fluctuations in energy. We can go from being completely happy and like laughing and playing to sobbing our hearts out in seconds, like a millisecond. And this is a real like again. This is the journey work I work with women. It's like, like I'm within myself going. It's okay to have this full range of emotions. And this is actually gives us our power supply. This gives us access to this energy and this life force, this feminine, like capital F feminine energy that we all have access to. It's that, and it's especially for men who aren't able to hold their own emotions or they suppress their own emotions. Being around that is gonna feel terrifying. It's gonna feel like she's crazy she's out of control it's like um and then there's this thing of like oh my god it's a problem i need to fix this oh and yeah. this is this this is like this is part of like you know when i got with with my partner it's like right i'm going to be emotional at certain points we're going to have a conversation there's two things you're asking me. it's like do you need my help with this or do you need like what do you need it's like do you need my help do you need me to just be here do I need do you need a hug or do you need some space and it's one of those three in in all of the circumstances but that innate thing of and it's that masculine protective part of going oh my god my woman's like crying her eyes out I need to fix this and I'm like no I need to move through this because otherwise it's going to get stuck in my body and for a man to be able to hold that they've got to be able to be comfortable with their own emotions as well otherwise it's going to trigger a load of stuff which will then be suppressed which we know like you know you you brought it up before like we think of depression as being grief depression is when we suppress our emotions the full expression like you know when we go into a real you know down grief part of the feminine cycle it's like yes it can feel like You want to end everything. It can feel so low, but that point is where we can actually come back up from. It's actually, it's a real, I mean, this is that in-depth part of the the feminine cycle and it's like, it's a real practice to be okay with being able to go down and feel real, real levels of grief. But from a relationship perspective, having someone there that can hold that for you is phenomenal is it allows our nervous systems to relax and actually go into full expression, knowing that you're held, knowing that you're safe, knowing that you're not being judged. Yeah. How this turns into the bedroom, obviously. Promise to bring it back to sex. Every time we're having the sexual interaction that involves sexual energy, so this is where we're generating sexual energy, that turn on, that that increase of energy that might lead to orgasm, or orgasms um ejaculation optional you know that's that's something you you've been diving into it's when a woman can fully like relax and you know we hear the word surrender used all the time you know part of the feminine masculine polarity half of it bollocks that's out there at the moment probably a whole nother conversation but that ability to relax and allow that energy to really flow and move through you and if that's discharged through an orgasm through like uh through to your body and man's body it's an intense experience the more you are able to hold that energy and be present and not like get up in your head not be like blown out by it not be in a place where you're just constantly thinking about how to make her come yeah. and actually hold that energy, it only amplifies it and allows this kind of flow between you both, where it's that, you know, what we talked about at the start, that those extraordinary experiences where she is fully nourished by this energy that's created by you both. And then that is fl- that that then is flows through into your body and you're fully nourished by it. This is like this is better than any drug you can get on the planet you know this is like the closest thing to di- well it is the divine experience on this realm as it is or on a less spiritual woo-woo translation of that it's as good as it gets
2: yeah
1: and that is again this is how we're meant to feel this is our natural state this is like the animal body, this energetic body, the emotional body, all in tune with each other, creating phenomenal experiences that isn't going to be an egoic dip or crash or craving. It's that co-creation of something phenomenal. I told you I'd bring it back to sex. Well done.
0: Well done. Um, <laughs> I think that's even a good segue into like, it's like, well, yeah, but how do you, how do you get into all this shit in a sense of, uh, like that emotional piece was like uh was was bang on that was some top shit on fucking um, emotional stuff we went into there um but also how does that translate into sex and embodiment and that's that, that comes from i think from a from a man's perspective as well is where we get so in our heads around mm-hmm. sex but not just sex we fucking with everything yeah. And because part of that is is because is, is we we are not aware so much of this is like, but when you actually take attention and focus away from the head and you'd be able to relax and you can actually calm and get into your body, is you could this stuff's gonna come up naturally. It's like you can't not. It's mm-hmm. sitting there waiting. So it's like the more relaxed, this is the why I think men to get out of go mode and do mode and the head mm-hmm. and logic, because when you actually relax and you can get in your body is these emotions and this shit will start to come up Mm -hmm. but it's like that's when you actually be able to connect better um have more intimacy and that kind of connection you were talking about in 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 sex is that's when you can actually access that because you're more grounded and you're more present like presence is it gets used a lot but it's like it's so fucking important for men but this is where like um the cinematics the piece will come in. And like I, I generally, to be honest, you know, I like to keep things simple. I generally pretty much mostly use um, breath work for, mm-hmm. for guys to get them out of their heads, into their bodies. Quite a, not a really, really intense one. I like, it's like, again, I like to use piece, like bring a little bit out, yeah. work through it. And I find is like giving them a daily one to do every single day is, is that it's like, it starts to bring this shit out to the surface. Mm-hmm. And then, we'll get on a call and then they'll be like, they'll be kind of, we'll, we'll get into something and it'll be like, then it'll be like, they'll they'll start expressing anger or being fucking raised about something. I'm like, good, this is going yeah. on. Although like, I had okay. this insight the other day, I've never had it before. And it's like, all oh, this is like, yes, because you're actually grounding more in your body. And then you realize, oh, I'm more present. It's like, my face is start to change. People say that how good I look or, or how, or how different I seem and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at people in the eye I'm connecting with new people. Is like, I'm attracting new people. I hold myself differently. Um, is I, I have sex differently. I'll, I'll look into my partner's eyes. Is like some guys are like, I've never looked into like partner's eyes You and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah. And it doesn't have to be difficult. It's just that you don't know because nobody taught you and you don't understand it. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: it right. can be really simple.
1: It's. This is the thing, though. It's the most. It's one of those. What's the phrase? It's incredibly simple and exceptionally difficult at the same time. Yeah. That. that's that, Not easy.
0: I was like that one. Simple.
1: simple, not easy. That's it. It's that. It's that point, and I think this is where it's so important for. You know, from my side of things, when I'm teaching for women, it is that it's. It's all about touch. It's all about bringing it back into the body, and it's this same thing of whatever the level of maturity that we're looking for in this world and is crying out for in the world right now, um, is, you know, moving past this, you know, the, the, the archetypes of the fuck boy and the men who are shit and shit on women and the, the women that are, you know, um, damsels desperate to be rescued drama queens and like, you know all of this this kind of real immaturity is a complete lack of like connection to our bodies, understanding what is actually true and being able to hold sensation and actually really like that this is the key thing of like the journey you're working with men now is so so important it's almost like i know, masculine like having goals and like okay you know, I want to achieve this I want to be able to lift this I want to get married I want to earn this much more money I want to have all of these things these ego like goals that so many of us start out with but actually what is the most transformative part of anyone's life is that when you do walk back into your body Stay and work through these pockets of grief and emotion and being able to stay present. You you unlock that part of you that is in each and every moment, not just happy, but is true and is who you really are and knows what they want in each moment and know what's going to make them, you know, or make you happy or what is true or what you need to move through in each moment. And it's this level of, again, horribly overused word right now, but authenticity, the realness. I fucking hate authentic. Like I used to, I used one of my classes to be called authentic voice and then the word authentic went mad. <laughs> and I was just like, Ugh. okay, that's completely overused now. But it's that so much of what we're looking for in these external goals is this feeling of good enough, contentment, connection, love, all of this stuff that we think we're going to get when we get there, but bringing it back to but what actually happens is when we get there, what I said at the start is then the goal post move, then you need another goal, then it's more. And then it's that egoic cycle that we talked about in the sex, from the sex side of things is, you know, once you get it, you kind of have this momentary high and then it drops again. And then you crave something more. Whereas, that ability to bring it back into the moment, bring it back into your body, and actually experience what is going on in that moment is what we're all searching for, is what everybody is looking for, whether that is in cars, weights, women, whatever that is. And, you know, when we're talking about creating these exceptional moments in the bedroom, creating this connection it all starts with that bringing it back into how you feel and being connected to your body and what that like as you say what actually that brings up in each moment Yeah, fascinating it's amazing how it is just there. you know for you it's that breath work connection to your body listening to what's actually going on you know I've done some of your breath work classes there right it's it's at that point there and then you know for me it's actually connecting with our body, actually touching ourselves and noticing what that feels like, yeah. noticing what the sensation of different types of touch are, noticing what, you know, when we move in a different way, what impact that has in our body. Like, if you're just thinking about making someone come or whether or worrying about whether you're going to get there or not, you're missing out that present moment. You know, my my thoughts on it or my belief on it is like, you know, how you do one thing how you do everything. If you start working on it in the bedroom or in a different part of your life it's going to have the ripple effects everywhere else as well
0: yeah and I kind of like it I think that's why is like I'll use like I would never say that I was a relationship coach is like I'm 100% it's like a, it's like I use relationship in the term of like to point things out for men of like where you're going to have to do work because it's like, and it's supposed to be the same in sex because it's, it's the, what are the places where you cannot hide, you're going to be exposed. And if you don't deal with your shit, is you are going to fuck stuff up the most? Mm-hmm. It's like generally as in relationship, which I'd like to think means sex as well, if you're in a relationship, but it's yeah. like, um, it's the place where you're going to be most exposed, most vulnerable for a man. It's like where you're going to, have to literally fucking have to is like go and and go into your most sensitive parts that you do not want to go into like literally i'll repeat that you do not want to go into but it's just like you fucking must like all those pieces i've been into that so far i didn't want to but it is i but because i understood it i knew that i had to hmm And that's that's the difference. And it's like, this is where it's like, I see it's like, this is what I like to use is like, stop using fucking Band-Aid solutions. Stop looking for fucking shiny objects. Stop making bullshit excuses. And that like in in, in being, oh, I I know this. And like thinking because you know something in logic actually means anything that's transferable because in this stuff, it it fucking doesn't. And it's like, you have to stop tiptoeing around it and stop being a fucking lone wolf as well and trying to do it alone because you're again for men, it's like I'm trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. I've got to make it harder and, and more struggle because then I've earned it and I deserve it. And it's like, and it's fucking bollocks. And it's like, I know I was a fucking master at that. <laughs> and it's like and it's and the right, still, it still crops up, but because it's not about it, it never shows up. It's like you understand that piece of you and that it's there. And it's also you can you can use that. Um, you can use that and make it beneficial, but it's just like, that you don't live in that process. And it's like, is you stop trying to fucking prove something by, I can do all this shit on my fucking own because you can't. And Mm -hmm. it's like, and like you said, it's like, you're either going to get to a point of emotional impact where you change, which is like probably going to be another relationship. You get ill or it's like, you lose your fucking job or something like this, Mm -hmm. or you just fucking um take action on it now and you do the repetition piece and you start doing the fucking work. And it's like, but literally, unfortunately, people I think think mostly you 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 get there's this romanticism about getting to a rock bottom place or really fucked up before you can have your hero story of coming back and it's bollocks. It's -hmm. just like do the fucking work now. It's it's like and it's like if you want your relationships to change if you want your sex to change, if you want every other area of your life to change, it's just like, stop fucking tiptoeing. And I yes. say that from experience, and I know you were saying yes. same, Darcy, because it's like, it's making a lot of those mistakes. And it's like, fuck man, you don't actually need to do that. Yeah. And it's just like, but it, 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 it's 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 um, frustrating to watch people do that. But again, you're not responsible for the people, but it's, um, it's you, you have to fucking do it. Like there's no, there's no, there's no other way around it. The way out is the way through. You have to fucking do it. So stop making bullshit excuses. Oh, it's hard. Oh, it's like it's painful. Yeah, so fucking what? Well.
2: Mm.
0: It's like the 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 alternative is much fucking worse. And actually, on either side of this is like is more than you actually even ever fucking thought. This
1: is, I mean, there's there's so much just in that as well. That that whole point of you know, we I always look at it as like an escalator life, like we get on the escalator and it's like we're taught that you know, well, whether that's you know, go to school, get a job or university or get a really you know, get in a relationship, get have, get a dog moving together, get married, have kids, this, this, this. And when we do that, when you've got enough money and when you've got a good pension, then you'll retire and then you'll be happy. And it's like we've been told this. And so many of us for so long go along with this because we just don't see any other option or, you know, we've bought into this belief of, oh, yeah, at some point I'm going to get happy. At some point I'll, I'll, I'll have done enough or achieved enough that, that I will then feel good enough about myself. Mm. And yeah. the reality of that is there is no end. This is the egoic stuff. This is there is n- there is never a point where you will feel enough by chasing things that are external. The only way in this life is to is to look. I see like this existence on this planet as like a video game. Like I see uh, and you know, we've we've all landed here, whether you believe you've souls incarnated or you've just been born out of no other spiritual existence before whatever that is we have this tiny amount of time where we get to play and we get to exist and we get to experience what is available on this planet right now and for a lot of us we've kind of been brought into this like okay do more then we'll be happy do more then we'll be happy do more then we'll be happy and it's like well is that actually what are you actually happy right now or are you functioning? There's a big difference. And then it's like, well, you know, you know, the stuff we're talking about today is like, you know, some of that's going to be hard. Some of it's going to feel horrible. Some of it is going to feel really there's grief, there's shame, there's responsibility for how much shit you've caused to other people on this planet. And I look at it and go, well, yeah. Of course, if you play a video game, you don't go around where it's all fluffy bunnies hugging each other. You play a video game to go and like go out and fight and kill and achieve stuff that's hard.
0: It you like five and, runs to, to, to kill the boss at the end of the level.
1: Oh my God. I mean, my video game kind of experience was limited to, I think, the Sega Master System in the 80s. Oh <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I think, I am old oh, <laughs> and and it's that thing of like that 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 feeling of the the happiness or the, the pleasure or the connection that we're chasing comes from moving through the difficult stuff. Comes from experiencing the grief, the down, the pain, all of that. It gives you that contrast of life that feels fucking incredible. Yeah. If everything was, you know, it's that analogy, if it was blue skies all the time, you would never know. Or, like, you know, if it was light all the time, if it was happy all the time, you wouldn't even know. It. It's the contrast that gives you that experience, it gives you the energy to come through at that. So, yeah, it's there's, there's, there's two options in life. You, well, three options is, you know, you start doing the work, you, know, you start... Chipping away, you start looking at what's actually showing up in your life, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Um, you know, looking at all the things we've been talking about our connection to our bodies, how we're treating ourselves, how we're actually connecting and dealing with emotions. Or the next stage is we can wait until something takes us out, which most of us do, at least once. That kind of, you know, again, my teacher calls it like the universal truth, or the universe always comes knocking. And it's like, you. first of all, you get a nudge of, oh, that didn't quite work out. That didn't feel right. That wasn't okay. And then it's like a knock at the door. And then it's a brick through the window. And it builds up and builds up. And then you get taken out by a map truck. You know, it's huge. It's like life-changing things. And that is what hates for these people to change. Yeah. But up until that point, or even if you now don't even hate the Mack truck and you just carry on with the same existence that you are, what happens is the further and further and further away you get from this this truth, whatever that is, whatever your body's here to experience, is it becomes more and more uncomfortable. It becomes more painful. And we've actually got to, the more we are suppressing those emotions or whatever it is that we're pushing down and keeping away, it takes more and more energy and it becomes more and more uncomfortable. And the only way you can do that is disassociation. And checking out, so you are actually living in a business that is completely numb. There's yeah. no connection. There's no pleasure. There's no love there because you're just getting up on the same hamster wheel, ticking the boxes, even what it is you there to achieve, and just that feeling that something's still missing.
0: It's it's like the uh, I think it was, um, a guy mentioned it on the, one of my episodes of the podcast. It's like I think it's a Jungian thing where it's just like you've you've put the ladder of success. You know, you've put the ladder up against the wall and you've climbed it and it's, it's the ladder of success, and you get to the top and you realize you've put it against the wrong wall. Yeah. Um on a on to finish off, Darcy, is let's finish on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> I was like that's the fucking, but that's that's the truth of it, isn't it? As well, it's like it's this,
1: this it's is like, this is where it, it blew now. me out and you've all the problems there. happening right now, but this is yeah. where it got to me of when I started teaching about sex and connecting people to sexual energy, it is like oh, but it, it starts to unravel to this level. <laughs> it's like yeah. whoosh. So it's taken then so much work with myself to be able to hold that and guide people through similar sorts of journeys. So yeah, so, there's, there's 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 a it's a level. Earth is an intense one.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to to finish off is like if you. Uh, I actually had this question uh off before we started. I asked Hannah if she if she had any questions about sex. And she said, what are some of the health benefits of regular sex? So make sure you do a good job on this one, Darcy.
1: <laughs> good one on this one, okay.
2: Bad
1: <laughs> no, you. None at all.
2: <laughs>
0: Stop it's, it.
1: Your bits will fall off. It's <laughs>
0: one of the best supplements, isn't it? As well. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Yeah. Just on a on a physiological level. Let's just break it down. It's um, I mean, straight away, it's just a cardio. It's movement, it's physical movement, if that's all. Like if that's all you need to do, get your ass out of the chair for a little bit. Great, go. <laughs> Talk to someone. <laughs> I was like going through my language of all the words. Like, yeah, no, all appropriate. Don't fill the Wow. <laughs> um, so there's that. There's the the feel good chemicals have a huge. So the 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 oxytocin, the serotonin, the dopamine, the near. I can never get norepinephrine right. The these are what, say norepinephrine that's the one thank you um this cocktail of chemicals are hugely beneficial to all different parts of our our functioning it's how we feel good you know we know the importance of you know the more we experience something the more access that we have to it as well so if you want to feel good in life it's going to help from a massive you know again on a very top level it's incredibly good for stress it gets a little bit icky when we start using our partners to de-stress because there's an energy ickiness to that so it's something to be wary of in there but on a you know on a very top level it's great from that side of things but if we're talking like just purely physical health like and especially for women is we look at like different types of touch and the the if I want to get into the real like nitty-gritty stuff of sort of female health as well, you know, things that happen in later life, like um like what, what are the, the coming through that uh um like things like oh my god, my brain's just gone completely blank. I love these moments. Prolapses, peeing ourselves, incontinence, all of this stuff. Um, all of the, um, ability to have healthy birth, all of, um, you know, the, just the, 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 level of nerves and everything that goes on. So if we look at our pussies and our, like our vulvas and our vaginas, like the more contact we have, the more touch that we experience, the literal physical touch to all of this, these different areas, this increases blood flow. So the tissue stays healthy, the nerve endings stay healthy, that we have. I mean, there's 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 a really good read a really good post the other day. I can't remember who it was by of like you can have the most nutritiously really dense food. And and you know supplementation and everything going into the body, but if you don't have the blood flow and to actually get those nutrients to the different parts of your bodies, it's not going to work. It's not going to do anything. There's, you know, it's only useful actually getting there. So increasing using touch and connection to really increase blood flow just has a huge amount of very physical benefits to female anatomy, to male anatomy um from a place of presence and connection and mindfulness like we all know that it's important to be able to stay connected and not like train our minds from not being the controller just to being that like that helpful tool that helps us actually function in life is the when we're you know when we're having embodied sex where we're actually paying attention to the sensations that we're experiencing that in itself is a meditation so much more fun meditation than focusing on nothing as well like you know that's there's, there's any of the touch uh, techniques that I use are all about like just noticing what it feels like I and mean, you say so you have all the same benefits of a mindfulness practice but actually while engaging in something that feels really good the next level (laughs) there's so many to this when we start looking at an energetics perspective sexual energy is the most powerful tool to start shaking these stuck emotions through like really if we you know my nearly daily but not exactly daily right now but it's maybe five or six times a week I go through a, a sexual energy practice a click touching practice which is just literally flooding my body with sexual energy and what this does it keeps the things that are ready to move like fluid it keeps your system hot it keeps your um sort of the emotions and the energies that are stuck it kind of lubricates things so when you are moving through these journeys of you know you know deconstruction and touching the hard stuff it becomes a lot more fluid Like I got to the point where I was like, look, if women aren't willing to touch their pussies, they can't work with me because working with someone who's like um, not got a level of sexual energy in the system, it's dry, it's crunchy, it's hard work, this level of pulling everything apart. It's really, and I have to then go in and do a lot more work for people. Whereas when our systems have got this healthy kind of, Charge these things just start, you know, they're still painful and they still have the same effect, but it's just a much smoother process. Is that enough? One more,
2: <laughs> that's pretty good,
0: Darcy. To be fair,
1: there's a few in there, isn't there? So, uh, and well, I mean, there's, the, um,
0: there's no downsides at all, is there?
1: No, there's for me, it's like, well, and that's just like an individual basis, like at the end of the day. From my perspective, a relationship that hasn't got a sexual connection is just a friendship.
2: Yeah,
1: and you're missing out on the level of connection, the level of intimacy. And as you said before, I loved what you said before of like you can't hide. There's there's a place when you get to the involuntary in sex, and that's that point where you kind of tip over and it's you know, maybe you release into orgasm, and it's like. You can. I always use the phrase: you can fake an orgasm, but you can't fake who you are when you're orgasming. You are literally naked, exposed, the most vulnerable opening that you'll ever possibly be, and sharing that with another person is is the ultimate intimacy, an ultimate connection, and the. To me, it's the the antidote to this loneliness and isolation and separation that is so prevalent in the world right now yeah so yeah pretty good for you (laughs) pretty good for you (laughs) tagline it's pretty good for you
0: right i think we'll finish there darcy um that was that was splendid fucking loads of nuggets in there and where can people find you by the way before we
1: yeah, best place to find me um, is Instagram or Facebook. It's at I'm Caroline Darcy. So I am for mother, Caroline Darcy. Or you can get my website, which is intimate.co, which is I-N-T-I hyphen M-A-T-E dot C-O. Anything
0: else you'd like to add?
1: Yeah, no, people? that's it. No, I'd say it's, you know, everything that both of us do is bringing it back to that body that connection and whether you're focusing on it from a sex perspective or a relationship perspective or a whole life perspective you know for me it's like sexual energy and that connection is key it's what we're here for it makes everything everything phenomenal we for
0: <laughs> right, well, thank you very much for coming on, Darcy. Much appreciated. And there you go, guys. If you want to know more about Caroline, what she does, um, especially if there's any any females listening, is go and check her out. <laughs>